Hey everybody, James Coe here from The Athletic and DirecTV's Fantasy Zone. You're listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. You're listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Yes, welcome in everyone. This is the Full 10 Yards Podcast, back once again for the Renegade Master. Since last time we spoke, we've had the Battle of Winterfell, and in the NFL we now have the Battle of the Training Camps. Uh, we're not too far away with the NFL Draft being concluded over the weekend. Over the next couple of podcasts, we'll be revisiting each, picking the first round and all the ramifications that goes with it. But we'll also be taking a look at the team drafts as a whole and point out maybe who's on the way up, who's on the way down, or maybe some teams that have just cut off their own arms with their selections. If you do want to get in touch with us on the podcast, you can do so on the Twitter and Instagram at Full10Yards. And why not follow and like our Facebook page as well. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't done so already. On today's podcast, as they always are, the three amigos, myself, Timothy Lambert-Monk, along with Lee Wakefield and Ron Wood, Robert Greenwood. I'm going to have to edit that bit out. Ron. Uh, Ron. I like that. <laughs> no, I might change my name to Ron. Ron. Yeah. Uh, welcome you in, boys. I'm Ron Greenwood. <laughs> um, there we go. I might keep it in just for... Just for just for behind the curtain. Uh, but yeah, welcome. Every now and then, I'm just going to call him Ron. Yeah, Ron. Ron Greenwood. <laughs> Um, yeah, welcome in, boys. Uh, yeah, Lee, did you enjoy draft weekend? It's obviously your your Christmas day. How was how many presents did you unwrap? Oh, loads. I mean, I thought the Chargers draft was really good. Obviously, we'll probably come on to that in a minute, so yeah, I won't go into too much detail. But yeah, no, it was good. Uh, the draft weekend was good as a whole. Um, I like how I was just saying before we came on. I liked how there were sort of big names left throughout each day. It's got sort of kept the interest going and the intrigue where they would go hmm. and obviously why they were falling as well. So yeah, no, it was good 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 weekend had by all, I think. Have you got have you got another cold? No. Oh, no, okay. no, no. Do you suffer from yeah. completely healthy. Oh, completely healthy. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> not even not even questionable. Not even not questionable. questionable, no. No, fair enough. If in the old in the old struggle in the old structure I wouldn't have even been probable. I would have been just fully healthy. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Rob, how about how about you? Yeah, yeah, it was a, a good week. I stayed up for the first couple of rounds uh, all through the night, which was, uh, yeah, interesting. But, um, yeah, as Lee, as Lee said, it was good that there was a few big hitters sort of left on each day. Um, and to see, uh, you know, from a fantasy perspective, the likes of DK Metcalf fall all the way down uh, to, to the end of the day two. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, Marquise Brown, I know you like Marquise Brown, uh, Hollywood. Uh, Tim to see him go on day one as well, which was which was interesting and, and yeah, it was um, it was it was a very very good watch. Hollywood, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, some, some some very much some highlights uh, throughout the draft as well. I mean, I didn't watch round the first two days, and I, I watched a bit of the uh, the fourth round, which had had some interesting picks, shall we say, in in terms of how they presented the picks. And um, we'll get to the highlights maybe a bit a bit later on. Um, but yeah, just for those that listened to obviously last week's podcast, we uh, we had our betting our betting challenge as well, and uh, that was one hands down by by uh, Adam. But um, we we all um, we all we all turned in a profit, Rob. Yeah, that was good. I saw that. Um, I think uh, I was second. I think out of the three of us. Yeah, all right. Um, but yeah, it was good to good. Yeah, <laughs> you were last. I, I didn't want to say it outright, but yeah, you were last, Tim. <laughs> no, we made it. We all made a profit, which was good. So uh, yeah, we must be doing something right. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and so today, today's podcast, uh, our drive today is going to consist of four downs. First down, it plays going to be some news and notes where we look at what's been going on in the NFL away from the draft. Uh, second down is going to be draft recap. 
we're going to be looking at picks 1 through 16 uh, in the first round and obviously the, the, the rest of the drafts for those teams as well uh, where we see fit. Third down is the full 10 questions where Rich King will be trying to surpass Adam Walford's uh, current clubhouse lead of seven questions correct in 1 minute 42. And then fourth down, uh, we'll be drawing it out to another winner for my touchdown box where the prize still has not been claimed. Shocking. Absolutely shocking. Um, and we'll also be... Yeah, I know. And we'll, uh, we'll also be telling you some exciting things that are coming your way on the full 10 yards. Uh, with that being said, boys, it's time for kickoff and first down. First down. Okay, first down, bit of news. Tyreek Hill will not be with the team of the Kansas City Chiefs for the foreseeable future after his son was taken out of custody from him and his partner Crystal uh, after obviously some more audio emerged relating to the child abuse case which has now been reopened. Uh, boys, doesn't look, very ga- doesn't look very good, does it? No, not at all. Not at all. I mean, obviously for, for good reason as well. Um, I don't think he should be, be playing this year, uh, at least, you know. No, no. Uh, I um I've actually tweeted ESPN Fantasy um to actually ask them if there's a way that I can take as a commissioner of fantasy football leagues if I can take off Tyreek Hill from from being drafted because I don't want him in the league I don't want anyone to be an owner of him I don't want anyone to support him because of what he's done and it's the same for Kareem Hunt to a certain extent as well um it's I think um, it's more of a, a plea to ESPN, uh, who, who I am the commissioner of of their leagues, um, to to put something in where you can take players out indefinitely. Mm. Um, you know, that, that's my opinion on it. Um, I, I don't wish for him to be supported in my fantasy leagues, mm. and you know, uh, it might be a bit extreme, but you know, at the end of the day, if he's guilty for what he's done, which it looks like he is, then I don't think he should be. You know, he, he shouldn't be supported mm. at all in any shape or form. Yeah, no, that's good point. Yeah, yeah, I like. Yeah, yeah fair. Okay. Um, ben Roethlisberger, quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers, signed a two-year contract extension. So we have a, another two years to look forward to of him pondering retirement. That actually, 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 um, one thing to come out of this, it just does show the front office's allegiance to uh, to him and Mike Tomlin, with obviously uh, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown gone uh, in the offseason. Any. Any, I, I suppose there's not any surprise here, Lee, but uh, it was, was quite a, quite a big contract, wasn't it? Was it 60 million plus or something? Yeah, it was a big contract. But I guess, you know, we've obviously seen in the draft, um, you know, after the first couple and even then they're questionable, you know, the quarterback talent is, is a shot in the dark, isn't it? You know, you throw mud against the wall and see what sticks in terms of, you know, how successful they're going to be. Um, obviously, my team made sort of the same sort of pick um, that I'm just describing. So they're just they're sort of kicking the can down the road, aren't they, with Roethlisberger? And like you say, obviously the front office and the the, the management staff, in terms of like the you know, Mike Tomlin and people like that, they've obviously got a big loyalty to him after you know the fallout with Le'Veon Bell and the fallout with Antonio Brown, and Ben's the one left standing, and he's handsomely paid because of it. Mm. Yeah, one for you here, Rob. Uh, Spencer Ware, Colts uh, signs a one-year deal. Um, I, I suppose it's not a surprise considering they didn't draft a running back in the draft. Um, does it does that say more about their their thoughts on Marlon Mack rather than Spencer Ware? Because it's, it's a very low deal. Yeah, I, I it's literally it's just um, sort of padding out the position. Uh, obviously, Naheem Hines is there as the pass catching back, and Jordan Wilkins as well, who we drafted last year. Spencer Ware is just another name. I don't think he's got any relevance when it comes to fantasy. I don't think he's going to 
be the, the starting guy there. Yeah, I think that they have obviously put their chips on the table with Marlon Mack. Um, after not drafting anyone, they had opportunities to draft running backs this year. They didn't. Uh, so that, to me, points in the direction that they're happy with Mack. And, and he was good at the end of the last season, absolutely. Um, and I know that I have, you know, put some heat on that position for Indianapolis in the, in the last few weeks. Uh, but, you know, it, I'm happy that we're going forward with Mac, and I, I think he could be in for a really good season. So this season particularly for him is, is key. This is a big chance for him to go and prove that he can take it to the next level because that my point for, for Indianapolis, it was we've got some good running backs, but have we got the next level elite running back? Uh, this is Marlon Mack's chance and he's got to take it because mm. Indianapolis proved last year that they're gearing up to be ready for the next level, which is a bit deeper in the playoffs, a Super Bowl, uh, potentially uh, potential Super Bowl um, challenges. So, yeah, he's proved it um, uh, and I'm happy that they're going to give him a chance to do that. Yeah, absolutely. So the owners there in Dynasty uh, will be certainly happy that Marlon Mack's uh, status at the top of the depth chart uh, has, has not been challenged too much. Uh, moving on, talking of Dynasty, pick 10 in the fifth round, Lee. Wakefield Wolves selects Hunter and Rem- Renfrey. What do you think? What do you make about that? <laughs> I mean, it's a smart move. So, you know, future PPR uh, demon, I reckon. Mm. Yeah, Rob, we're we're just uh, doing our rookie draft in uh, in our dynasty league, so I just thought I'd add that to the news because it's you know, it's relevant, isn't it? <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, talking of uh, relevant, uh, Jamal Charles is no longer relevant in the NFL, but he signed a, a one day contract there over with Kansas City. What do, what do you boys make a one day contract? It's obviously, Jonathan Stewart, um, former former number one pick in one of my old redraft leagues uh, years and years ago. Um, what, do, what do you make of one day contracts in, in general? Is it just uh, is it something not to get to, uh, yeah, give too much? I think they're great. I, I think they're great. I think it's a great idea. It's, it's a nice um, sort of send off for the player. They're retiring. They they want to go back to their favourite team where they had the most success with. Yeah. The fans, you know, love them. It's it's good. I I, th- I really like it. I think it's a nice touch by the teams and, and by the NFL to let them do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, fair play to Jamal Charles. He had a fantastic se- uh, season. He had a fantastic career um, in Kansas. Uh, and, and yeah, he fully deserves it and, and good on him. Maybe that's yeah, what... They, they might want to extend that deal. <laughs> <laughs> best, best running back in the, in the, in the class, you said, in the... In the, uh, in the yeah, I'd, could be. Could be a training training, uh, training camp battle. Mm. Maybe, that's, uh, maybe that's what uh, Los Angeles Chargers did wrong with Antonio Gates. They meant to do loads of like a one-day contract, but they kept doing one-year <laughs> contract. Yeah. yeah, that's it, exactly. As soon as Hunter Henry went down, it was like, oh, hang on, let's make this a year. Hey, look, New England Patriots did it with Brady and all of a sudden they've got five Super Bowls out of it. <laughs> uh, yeah. uh, moving on to, to less um, less good news, I suppose. A couple of injuries to update you on. Doug Baldwin may never play in the NFL again after his multiple surgeries have, have kind of put into question whether or not he is able to, to go again. Uh, no definitive answer that uh, as of yet, but uh, obviously... Keep your eyes peeled for that one. And today, hot off the press, if you like, Isaiah Crowell, running back who signed a one-year deal to the Oakland Raiders, has torn his Achilles. Um, so, but luckily they drafted a running back in the first round, I suppose. But uh, yeah, not good news there for Isaiah Crowell or his owners in Dynasty. <coughs> never, never really got the rub of the green, Isaiah Crowell. No matter what you think of of his talents, but um, yeah, never, never mind too much. Uh, any, any, any other news, news, boys, or should we get to second down? Yeah, I think good yardage was made there. Yeah. Good, good yardage, love it. 
Getting, getting the lingo, Lee, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, with that being said, time for second down. Second down. Okay, before we get into the into the nitty gritty of each pick, I uh, just wanted to get a feel from you guys as well. For like, you know, what teams you thought had a good draft in in general? And which ones like kind of had a bath? Uh, had, had a bath? Had a bad draft? Go on, Mike. <laughs> had a bath? Was it? Was it with this 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 podcast and bathrooms? I don't know. Anyway, um, um, for, for, <laughs> it's a good segue actually because. Go on. You just literally had a had a break off air just to say I need to clear my list, but yeah. then you come back on and do yeah, that. Awful. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely awful. Um, but yeah, I probably had Bath on the mind because my, my best team of Washington has got Wash in it. Maybe I don't know. I'm clutching at the straws there. Um, yeah, <laughs> that no, is a tedious link. Yeah, it's bad, isn't it? Um, yeah, no. For, for me in general, I think, I think Washington had had a good draft. You know, didn't didn't have to move up up for Haskins. There was a lot of talk, obviously, that they were going to trade up inside the top five, um, but then they realised the Giants were picking at seven or wait for six or whatever it was, so they didn't have to really worry too much. Um, and yeah, Dwayne Haskins was probably the guy that they wanted, and it kind of fell right into their into their lap at fifteen, didn't it? And and then um, I, th- I think the, the, the first four rounds was was a pretty solid draft for them. You know, t- uh, Montez Sweat in, this, in they tra- I know they traded back in to to, go, to get him, but Terry McLaurin, Bryce Love, um, and Kelvin Harmon as well. Round six, he he fell a hell of a hell of a way, didn't he? Um, but I, I just thought, and, you know, Washington didn't have to. Yeah, you know, could have given up. It could have been a situation where they give up a lot of draft capital to go and get Haskins, and you know, maybe one of those fourth or third round picks weren't there, or something like that as well. So I just thought to come out with you know all the injuries that they've had over the years to come out with what they did, and not have to you know necessarily trade too much uh, either way. Yeah, I, I thought it was, it was a good was a good haul for them. Uh, Lee, who who did you think had a had a good uh, draft? Uh, so my favourite draft of, well, the whole league, <laughs> since that's what we're doing, was the New York Jets. I think they had a really good draft. Um, you know, starting off at the top, uh, they got Quinn and Williams, who, you know, it's, it's in the third pick, so you, can it be a bargain? But obviously, it, for a lot of people, he was there, he was people's number one, and, you know, number one that's right at the top of the draft board. So, you know, to get him with the number three pick is, I think, it's a great value pick. So yeah, starting off on a really strong note there. You know, then they didn't have a second round pick, and you know when you pick in at the start of the second, it's almost like another first rounder. Yeah. Uh, so obviously to miss that pick and then to wait again another another round is is a big loss. But obviously they came out quite well, I think, in the third round, where they got Jakai Polite, who obviously had a big tumble before in the pre-draft process with the interviews. Of, that's that's basically the basis of why he fell. But you know maybe they have to work that out and get him in and sort of work out that maturity and sort of those issues, but. You know, he's still a first-round talent on the field. That that over the last couple of months, he's not got been a worse player. He's not become a bad player overnight. Mm. So to get him in the, th- the start of the third is great, and then and to get Chumridoga, the tackle out of USC in, later in the third, I think was a really good uh, pick as well. And um, someone who I had, I had a lot of that. I've got your, I've got <laughs> your, uh, your talking. Now. Um, he's someone who I had earmarked for the Chargers, um, and we picked Trey Pickens just before him, the pick before. So I was kind of as I was watching, I was thinking, oh, this is going to be a Doga. Um, but yeah, that wasn't to be, but I think he's a good pick. And then later on in the fifth, they got Blake Cashman from Minnesota, the linebacker, and he sort of had a, a real boost in his draft stock, uh, leading up to the draft in the last few weeks, so maybe a month or so before, and I expected him to go a little bit earlier. So to get him in the fifth, I thought was a good bargain as well. So, you know, not the amount, most amount of picks for the Jets, but I think they got good value throughout um, and, yeah, picked some good players. Very good, yeah. No, New York Jets wasn't one I, I necessarily had circled in, in my list, but uh, yeah, not too bad. Uh, Rob, can't pick the Colts. No, I, um, 
I'll tell you about, to be honest. <coughs> um, I, I think Green Bay had a really good draft. Mm. Um, they drafted Rashawn Gary. I know, I know, Lee, you're not massively high on Rashawn Gary, but uh, he, for me, he's, he's a really good edge rusher and, and uh, he's got plenty of skill to be developed uh, for Green Bay. Uh, but the, the pick for me, for them, is in the third round, Jay Sternberger. Uh, I think it's terrific value uh, down um, in the third round there. It, look, it, the... Um, Jimmy Graham, that's who I'm trying to think of. He's he's passed it. He's passed his sell by date. He, he, I, can't, I won't be surprised if we see him release at some point this season. Um, and once getting Jay Sternberger in, he's obviously going to learn the position um, f- from him. And yeah, I think he's a really good asset for them to have in the future. Maybe not year one, but definitely in the future, Jay Sternberger looks like he's going to be a quality tight end. Um, and they also had a really good late pick as well. Uh, Dexter Williams of my Notre Dame fighting Irish. Uh, I, I watched a lot of Notre Dame being a fan and Dexter Williams is a really, really good, talented running back um, and they grabbed him late in the sixth round. So, um, again, they're adding depth to the running back position um, and on, on defence, they, they added uh, Darnell Savage in the first round who's a very, very good safety and uh, Elton Jenkins at centre as well. So, they, they sort of got a bit of everything, a bit of offensive line, running back, um, secondary help. Uh, the only thing they didn't uh, get was a, a wide receiver, but that's because they drafted 3,000 last year. So, uh, <laughs> so they didn't. And they didn't need it. So, so yeah, I, I think it was a pretty good draft from the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Um, I like it. I, like I said, I, we've, we spoke about it and you mentioned it. I'm not a massive fan of Rashawn and Gary, but I still think Green Bay did have a good draft. I don't think it ruined it by any stretch of the imagination. I was a massive fan of Daniel Savage and the moving and book up to the first round to get him. Uh, I'd celebrate that pick like as a Chargers pick, uh, you know, because he's someone I've sort of banged the table for. And I think he's a great yep. player. Um, so yeah, that's a great pick in the late second, late first. Sorry, and then as you say, you said everything about Sternberg. I completely agree. And Jenkins again, great pick. And then late on, some, some nice, uh, some nice projects to work on. So yeah, no, I, I completely agree. I thought Green Bay had a really good one. Yeah, a couple of other teams I'd like to mention. Denver as well. I thought did okay, and especially mm-hmm. getting Drew Lock, mm-hmm. Drew Lock, where they did in the late in the second, uh, yeah, in the second round. But and obviously trading back as well to then still get no offense. Uh, I thought it was also pretty good. And Buff- Buffalo as well. I think mm-hmm. I've had a really, really, if not one of the top three teams in the in the off season for me. Um, but we uh, we will get to that. we will get to an article about that a bit later on in the in the month, I, I suppose, or maybe next month as well when we uh, do do a bit of a, of a roundup. I- Go on. Can I can I just mention one more, just a show of solidarity for our our other amigo, um, Adam, uh, and you know just defending the Bengals draft. I think he got ripped apart in the media a little bit, but I think the Bengals had a pretty good draft. So I just wanted to show my solidarity to Adam and just say that yeah, I agree. I think uh, the Bengals had a pretty good draft, and and I think they're pretty good, you know, set to have a pretty good season. Yeah, I mean they had about ten picks, so yeah, they had half the draft, so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I'm, 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 I'm wearing my orange and black today in, 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 to show my support I've got my black and orange armband on um, yeah <laughs> we move, move on to the, to the not so good then boys um, bad bad uh, drafts I've, I've gone for Oakland here now call me crazy but I know they had three first round picks I, ju- I just come under you know, when I think of their draft as a whole I just think that it's just a bit underwhelming. They could have maybe maximised what what they had. You know, Cleveland Farrell, who we get to shortly, couple you know, fourth off the board was the first surprise. Josh Jacobs, whilst <coughs> probably wasn't much of a surprise at twenty four, still a surprise to kind of take him at twenty four when you've got so many other needs. And I, I just think there's quite a lot of other guys there. Which, you know, just didn't 
they don't feel like they're going to have have a massive impact. I just think they could have they could have done something a bit better. I mean, I'll, I'll talk about more about pick four shortly, but um, yeah, just a bit, just a bit underwhelmed considering the the draft capital the Oakland Raiders had. Didn't think they really utilised it uh, too well. I might be wrong, and these guys might be might be studs and stars, and they win the Super Bowl uh, in the next couple of years or something. But so yeah, <laughs> but Oakland Oakland Raiders for me, yeah, didn't didn't kind of fulfil maybe what they could have got from picks four, twenty four, and twenty seven. It's not usual to have three three first round picks unless your name's Cleveland Browns, but. Um, I'd agree. I, I, like John Abram moving in, back into the first with John Abram's bad, bad move. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't. I, I don't disagree with that. I think Jonathan Abram was the surprise for me. Uh, a lot of people are Clennon Farrell, and yeah, I, I get it. At, at pick four, it was a bit rich, um, but he's he's really good. I, I actually got in a little bit of a Twitter beef with someone because I'm saying, <laughs> "Oh, that's a ridiculous, ridiculous pick. That's a ridiculous <laughs> pick." And they said, "Actually." Clayton Farrell was the defensive end, or the, the best defense voted the best defensive end in college last year. Um, and looking at his his stats, and and actually he's a pretty good player, so hmm. uh, he could actually end up being a really good pick, albeit for a top five guy. Hmm. And I think Josh Jacobs, I, you, you know my thoughts on Josh Jacobs. We discussed it the last few weeks. I think his he's potentially a generational talent. I really do believe that. I think he's got uh, something about him that I love. So him going to a, a spot in Oakland, which is all his, especially with the, the news of, of Isaiah just broke. So, um, yeah, Josh Jacobs was, was a good pick for me. Uh, I, th- I think it was later on in the draft where, where they didn't really uh, gather much momentum second round down. They, they didn't, they didn't really pick the best available player, in my opinion. Mm. Um, so I, I can certainly see why you've selected the Raiders here, Tim. Mm. Yeah, and so I, I'll talk about maybe why uh, a bit more Clayton Farrell uh, very very shortly. So I won't I won't disclose everything on there. But Lee, uh, who, do, who do you think had a bad draft? So uh, one might be a bit surprising. Uh, I didn't think the Falcons had a great draft, and it's a bit surprising because they usually draft really well. That's why they're a good team. They, they've consistently drafted well over the last few years. But yeah, I was, was a bit underwhelmed by the Falcons draft. Maybe that's because I'm holding them up to these high standards than they've had the last couple of years. But um, yeah, Chris Lindstrom at 14, a bit of a reach. You probably could have got him. If you're willing to move back into the first to select someone else, you probably could have done that and probably gone into the 20s. We would have had to give up a little bit more, obviously, to move into the 20s rather than for 31. But you could have grabbed someone else who could have had a bit more of an impact than Caleb McGarry will. And I'll come on to him in a moment. You know, you've got Brian Burns sitting there, which you could have picked at 14, and then you could move back into the first for Chris Lindstrom, I reckon, mm. moving on. Uh, so then Caleb McGarry, obviously, at 31. Not a huge fan of him at all. Mm-hmm. So I think it's just a bad pick. I think it's a massive reach. And then just the next two picks just underwhelmed me as well. So obviously, you wait until the fourth round so you, you know you're not ours anyway but you know you've got Kendall Sheffield from Ohio State who's just a super athlete but not a great corner um, which is fine you know if that's what they want then that's fine but you know Armani Orwarie was there and didn't go for another you know round or so so you could have picked him and I think he's a better corner at the moment he's different to Kendall Sheffield so I understand if they want one thing and he's the other then maybe not but on the face of it you've got a worse player which is sort of not the point of the draft and the same again with John Kaminsky, uh, fourth. Um, you've got Charles Mena who's sitting there. Um, and he didn't go until the fifth either. And he's a better player than John Kaminsky is. And, you know, it's just with those two picks and just seeing who's left on the board, just thought an opportunity missed maybe. Uh, so, yeah, no, I didn't, didn't really, wasn't really impressed by the Falcons uh, on draft weekend. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Rob, how about you? Yeah, uh, I said to Lee off air the other day that I, I was 
choosing between the Falcons and, and the Texans and, and Lee's taking the Falcons. So, uh, yeah, the Texans for me had a, had a pretty rough draft. And it's more the fact that they drafted in the first round type two. I mean, I don't know about you, Lee, but I had Titus Howard late in day two. Um, sorry, uh, yeah, yeah, late in day two, the third round pick. Mm. So to go to go twenty third was a big reach for me, mainly because he's not NFL ready, and the Houston Texans needed if they're going to draft a defensive line, which was their biggest need. They needed someone who was ready to step in and make a difference. And for me, Titus Howard isn't that guy. He needs a lot of training. He needs a lot of nurturing. Come the, that guy. And I think it's going to be a couple of years before they sort of bear the fruits of, of his labour. And I think that um, for me, that was just a bit of a reach at, at 23. Uh, Lonnie Johnson is uh, Lonnie Johnson actually the cornerback is not a bad pick at, at 222. I, I think that was probably the best the best player they drafted. Um, and again, Max Sharpin, same sort of thing, offensive tackle, but mm-hmm. not from Northern Illinois. I don't know how ready he is for the NFL as well. So uh, they disappointed me, the Titans, uh, the Texans, sorry. They had a chance to... Uh, I was very high on the, in the Texans heading into last season, thinking they were going to have a good season. They didn't. They, they were okay. They weren't brilliant. And they haven't done anything else in this draft or the free agency to make me think they're going to do any better this year. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with what you're saying about Howard. I had him ranked pretty similarly. But obviously they got Gazunt, didn't they? Obviously we had uh, Andre Dillard. A lot of people had him nailed on going to the, the Texans in the first round at 23. But obviously the Eagles moved in, got that got that player. And you know they were probably left a bit you know shocked, I would say. Yeah. And then they went for Titus Howard you know, over... Better players, in my opinion, such as Juwan Taylor, Cody Ford, who went in the second round, um, yeah. because I think they wanted a left tackle rather than a right. But, um, you know, it's a big reach. And then, obviously, like you say, you want NFL-ready players, uh, um, which Titus Howard isn't, as you rightly say. And then Max Sharpin, again, compounds that. So, yeah, no, I don't really understand where they were going there with their offensive line. And, obviously, that's something they really need to, to keep Deshaun Watson healthy. Mm. Yeah, I think they went down the wrong route. I think if their player wasn't available, despite that being their biggest need, you know, they also had a need for for secondary help at cornerback. And at that time, at 123, all of the top quarterback, mm. cornerbacks were still mm. available, um, which wouldn't have been a reach. So I, if they slightly got it wrong, um, in my opinion, but, you know, who knows? They could, they could turn out to be great. Yeah, no, nope, certainly. Okay, so there's a, there's kind of a, a, a who's who's who won and who lost there in the draft from uh, from the boys. Um, just before we move into to pick one and Kyler Murray, any 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 highlights of the, of the draft weekend? I know there's a couple. Obviously, uh, Rob as a as an Indianapolis fan, Pat, the Pat McAfee selection was great, wasn't it? Uh, it wasn't just that; it was a Reggie Wayne as well. Uh, you know, we we, t- <laughs> we we might not we might not have won the draft on the draft board, but we certainly won the draft when it comes to banter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we absolutely ripped Tennessee apart, and I couldn't help but laugh. Yeah, of it. Pat be. Is, uh, I listened to his show. I think he's bloody brilliant. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but no, it was uh, it was it was hilarious mm. to see that. Yeah. Lee, any any highlight for you? No, not nothing like as a one single point like that obviously Pat McAfee was brilliant Reggie Wayne was also brilliant as well really enjoyed those moments one thing that out of draft weekend that I really love all the time is something that comes out afterwards you know when you see the videos of the players taking the phone call with their family around them all right yeah I just think it's such a cool moment and it kind of it kind of gives me like goosebumps and sometimes makes me a bit emotional when you see these players sort of having their dreams come true I just think it's such a cool moment to see that and 
And uh, yeah, especially when all the families scream and shout, it was certainly gives me goosebumps every like, every year. Like with, with loads of players, so I just think that's like one of the best moments every year for me, just to see that over and over again. And like I say, see these guys like have their dreams come true, really. Yeah, fair enough. That's good. Uh, not, not. Yeah, some of them are quite fun. I remember Chase Vinovich. His uh, his phone was ringing, and he was like, "Oh, it's Massachusetts. What team's that? What team's that?" And then someone was like, "Oh, the New England Patriots." So that, that was actually quite funny. Um, yeah, <laughs> highlight, highlight for me was the uh, was the first pick in the fourth round by Arizona, who enacted a standoff in the desert, like in a western town, and I don't really know what was going on. Someone pretended to die and lift their hand up with the selection. They made the selection, um, but there we go. Uh, yeah, that, that was anyone anyone out there is probably on Twitter somewhere, but yeah, that was quite funny. Uh, and also another weird one, I think they went to Denver and they said they were going to make the pick on top of the roof of the stadium. And I was thinking, oh, okay, someone's going to like do a, a sky bomb off or a, a dive off or something or something spectacular. And they just literally just made the pick. And I'm just like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, we're going to get... <laughs> You're already thousands of feet above sea level. Now you're going to go on the roof just to make a pick. I just anyway, but yeah. But also, <laughs> also uh, shout out to the uh, to the young child that was uh, read out the picking braille as well. That was quite cool. Um, always, mm. yeah, that was quite cool. Um, yeah. Okay, let's move on to to the draft then. Uh, pick one. Uh, everyone obviously wasn't surprised to see Kyler Murray. Uh, a quarterback from Oklahoma go, <laughs> except for me. Um, taking, I'm going to take my hate, haters cap off for one second. Um, you know, I, I see why they picked it. They, you know, they've hired Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury, and it just shows that you know their commit, the, the front office's commitment to him, um, Steve Kleiman and all the rest of it, and their mentality. You know, if they hadn't selected Murray, it would have been an interesting dynamic, wouldn't it? Um, showing that they perhaps weren't maybe committed to him as much as they as he perhaps thought. But see, and I understand why they did it. But the thing for me is, is a whole. It's not only just putting you know, Kyler Murray in place at, at number one. It's, um, it's it's putting the, the weapons around him as well on that offense. Um, you know, Andy Isabella, uh, Hakeem Butler are there as well. Um, one one knock I do have on the, on their draft though is they didn't really address the offensive line, did they? Um, I, yeah. and, I, and I know that that can be nullified a little bit by Kyler's mobility and Josh Josh Rosen's not as obviously as mobile as as Kyler will be and what Kyler can do on the, on the run, but he'll, he'll have to because they didn't really show. Um, you know, didn't really address that. They've got Gilbert for, for I think was it a sixth round pick or something they, they traded. Um, but yeah, putting putting the haters cap back on. Um, I hope he sucks harder than Maggie Simpson in a feature length feature length episode of uh, The Simpsons. But um, uh, I, I suppose I'd let I better let someone else talk about the Kyler Murray pick. Lee. Uh, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> I obviously didn't like it. I spoke before about you know the fact that I don't think he he's worth the number one pick. I don't think. You know, he's got some question marks hanging over him. Um, you know, I think the treatment of Josh Rosen is very questionable. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but they backed themselves into the con, didn't they? You know, and they no one called their bluff. Sorry, everyone called their bluff. And, you know, Miami got a bargain out of it. Um, so, yeah, no, I thought it was a weird pick, but, you know, sorry, coming from a mile off. The rest of the draft was great. I thought, you know, yeah. apart from, like you say, they didn't address the offensive line at all, almost, until day three. Uh, but, yeah, Byron Murphy, Andy Isabella, Zach Allen... Butler, Johnson Thompson, Keyshawn Johnson, all mm. good players. So, you know, that's a good, nice run from two to six. Yeah. Yeah, no, John, I, I John, John Thompson. Draft. Yeah, yeah, John Thompson was a steal down there. Mm. It, it, I, I, I debated whether to have um, Arizona instead of Green Bay in, in the last segment. Um, for me, I mean, they, they drafted... Okay, the jury's out on, on Kyler Murray. And with what you said, uh, Lee, I completely agree. I think Josh Rosen, the whole scenario is very... Bizarre. I mean, look at Jared Goff. Jared Goff came into the Los Angeles Rams team and and was sort of questionable in his first year when he came in uh, to replace Pace Keenum, I think. 
Um, and then the second year, he was absolutely fantastic. So I, I think it was unfair on, on Josh Rosen, and I hope he does well in Miami. Mm. Uh, but yeah, going through the there, as you've just done, Byron Murphy was the best cornerback for me, and Isabella is a, is, is that was the um, fastest wide receiver in in the combine. Uh, absolutely electric. Uh, Hakeem Butler at the fourth round was an absolute steal, in my opinion. He, he was he was my wide receiver too. Uh, going into the draft. So for, him, for them to get him at four is, is, is fantastic. And Deontay Thompson as well. He was going in the second round of a lot of mock drafts that I saw. Um, so to pick him up in the fifth round is is, is incredible. So yeah, they, they had a really good draft in my opinion. Yeah, they certainly did. I, I certainly, certainly agree with that. But I, I can't, I couldn't possibly give them that title considering they uh, drafted Kyler Murray. So, um, yeah. <laughs> never, never. Moving, moving on, the uh, one of the less surprising picks, obviously, once uh, Kyler Murray was picked at number one, Nick Bosa to uh, San Francisco 49ers, uh, number two. Um, yeah, again, San Francisco, another one. Uh, who I thought had had, a, had an okay draft. Debo Samuel was a great landing spot for him as well. Uh, you got him, Dante yeah. Pettis, and you know, George Kittle. Let's, let's go, do you know what I mean? It's... Uh, should be exciting times over there in the Bay Area. There should be uh, should be should be some fireworks on both sides of the ball, Lee. Mm, yeah, Debo was one of a one of a few wide receivers that kind of landed in a nice spot uh, for both fantasy and also like the NFL. Um, you know, I think we'll come on to a few of them later on, so I won't, won't listen now. But yeah, no, uh, both the pick was good. Obviously, hand and glove fit that we mentioned earlier. Uh, yeah, good pick, obvious pick, but yeah, I think they're better for it. Mm. By far, yeah, no. yeah definitely. I, I think that um, G- Jimmy Handsome is is going to benefit a hell of a lot from from this uh, offense. He's uh, the the Hollister chiseled model is going to look fantastic throwing passes to these guys. Yeah, he's going to be throwing passes to Jalen Hurd as well, who's taken uh, in the third round. Who maybe is a name that maybe not many people were too aware of going into the draft. But yeah, third round pick, decent investment there from the 49ers going wide receiver in rounds two and three. Uh, we move over to pick three, Quinn Williams of the Jets. Um, quite surprised the Jets didn't really address the pass rush still uh, in this draft. They've not really um, had some great pass rush for for a while now, really, to be, to be quite honest, which might might be their comeuppance uh, come the, maybe the business end of the season. What did uh, Enid Lee make anything of the, of the Jets draft at all? Well, yeah, obviously, uh, yeah, I mean, you, it was my yeah. best draft. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, just... yeah, I made quite a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really liked it. I, I think a lot of it does hinge on the, you know, what they get out of Ja'Kai White. Like you say, they've not had a dead rush for 10 years plus since John Nabham. Mm. Uh, but if Ja'Kai comes along and it, it shows what he did at Florida on the yeah. last year, then I think that'll be fine. And, you know, they just need a partner for him now next year. Yeah. Yep, sounds good. All right, I'm going to swiftly move on and forget that. Uh, <laughs> uh, going to go, yeah, pick pick four, obviously, where the kind of the first surprise of the draft was Clem Farrell. Um, like we said a bit earlier on in the podcast, I, th- I think the reason they've taken Clem Farrell, uh, similar to, to probably why Daniel Jones went to the Giants at six, which we'll get onto very shortly indeed. But I, I think because the, the, the lack of quarterback needy teams or the lack of um, you know, them wanting to move up. You know, Washington obviously didn't want to move up. Miami and Cincy and all the rest of them didn't want to move up. They kind of got stuck. And there wasn't really, after Quinn and Williams went, there wasn't really anyone to to kind of take the bait to then move up to four. So they're thinking, okay, we, maybe if uh, we don't think Clayton Farrell will get to to 24 we'll have to take him here because you know I don't see why the, the Oakland Raiders wouldn't have traded back um, but obviously if there's no trade pie you're not going to trade back so um, whilst it might be a reach and I know uh, Rob you said that obviously he could be one of the best um, you know, one of the best guys at the position my, my, the, I think that probably gives you a bit of insight into why he went at four um, it's obviously obviously they didn't like uh, Josh Allen or all the other guys there as well but 
um, yeah, that's that's probably the one reason I had as to why Oakland took took him there because they couldn't move back. Uh, and you know, if they, if you don't think he's going to be there at twenty four, similar to the Giants at six, we're, we're talking about uh, very shortly indeed. That, that just uh, that's probably just my reasoning, I think. Yeah, with um with Gruden coming out and saying, uh, I don't know, was it a day or so before that the Raiders are going to spring a surprise at mm. four? I guess they they sort of put the feelers out for trade partners and like you say, just maybe couldn't find one, so just thought, you know, what we'll just take him, like you say, for the reasons you know yeah. you've just said. Yeah, yeah. It's probably because the uh, the scouts didn't give him good enough information. <laughs> um. <laughs> oh, the scouts! The scouts, indeed. Yeah. Um, Devin White. Pick five, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Worst kept secret of the draft, I think. I think everyone and every, everyone and his dog uh, kind of drafted that one. Didn't make, mock drafted that, so uh, won't spend too much time on it. Obviously, it was a great fit. Yeah, obviously, it feels a need as well. Uh, right place, right time for both for both parties. Um, so yeah, we'll we'll, we'll move swiftly on. Uh, pick six, we could uh, you know pick six is, is a bit uh, worrying when the pick six is the quarterback because. Uh, yeah, might be uh, might be the word for for his career, but um, yeah, I understand again why they went and got Daniel Jones. If you don't, if you think he's not going to get to sixteen or seventeen or whatever their second pick was, I think it was seventeen, wasn't it? Um, you've got to go and get your guy. But you know, if you've got fear of other, you know, there's a story coming out saying that they had fear that other teams uh, were looking at him. But you know, I don't think they needed to, to worry too much about the Hamilton Tiger Cats or any team in the NFL next season. But um, yeah, I'm not I'm not sure this one's going to end well for the Giants or Daniel Jones Lee. No, not at all. I mean, it's all, obviously, I, I don't see. Ah! Sorry, my girlfriend just came in and scared me. <laughs> <laughs> leave, you got to leave that in. Tim. Yeah, I'm going to leave. I'm leaving, I'm leaving <laughs> that in. I, I thought you fell off your chair or something. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she just came in, like waved something in my face. I thought it was putting clones on as well. It's so it your bird. Like, it's your bird. I don't have any, like, you know, when you've got earphones and you don't have any sort of, like, spatial awareness. I'm just sat here in front of my laptop with my earphones on. <laughs> was, was, Daniel, was, was Daniel Jones that much of a that surprise? Is, that's my pick. reaction to Daniel Jones right there. That's my laugh on draft night. <laughs> but, yeah, I think, you know, if we can restore order a little bit. Um, you know, they obviously passed up on last year's quarterback class, obviously, apart from Baker Mayfield to select. Obviously, admittedly a good player. You know, to then come back and select Daniel Jones is a bit of a kick in the balls for Giants fans, I guess. Um, and it, you just will come on to their you know, picks later on, but you just got worse and worse, eh? Mm. Yeah, Giants. It has led... Yeah. It has led to one of the best memes of all time, though, uh, which was uh, Daniel Jones. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see this? Daniel Jones about looks like the film. guy who plays Eli Manning in the film about Peyton Manning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. Giant, giant wasn't wasn't great for the Giants, was it? Um, I'm just trying to get there. Here we go. Who have we got here? Daniel Jones, Dexter Lawrence, and John Dre Baker were were okay, but yeah. Apart from that, uh, again. Another another team that's uh, going to be in the doldrums for a little while. Wouldn't be surprising if they are, again, a top five pick next season. Moving on to pick seven, Josh Allen. Anyone want to talk about Josh Allen? I just want to take issue with you saying that Dexter Lawrence is a good pick before we move on. But, oh, no, I didn't say, know, I didn't say it was If you good. want to move on, then move on. <laughs> I said, no, I, <laughs> you said they were going to be all right. <laughs> yeah, they'll, they'll be all right. They'll be all right. Hey, no second first round is is not not for me to be honest with you you can get those guys in the third and you know he's a big name he's a big he became a bigger name than he is a player to be honest. Yeah. he's a good player good one does but not you know, like th- in the first round for me. Oh, no, no, oh no i know but I'm, I'm just saying like considering who they've got on their roster as well and who they've gotten rid of and 
Um, you know, he's yeah, been... yeah, I mean, well, he, well, considering who they got rid of, they got rid of the best nose tackle in the NFL for a fifth round pick and then replacing him with the 17th overall. It doesn't really make sense in a, mm. like a business kind of way. Mm. But he's a good player, like for what he does. No, I'm not saying he's not, but not at that position for me. Oh, no, no, no. Well, I'm saying in general, the Giants' draft was, was awful, but uh, yeah. Oh, we'll... yeah, yeah. yeah. We, I think everyone agrees on that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, no no takers on Jacksonville with Josh Allen. Are, we, are you surprised uh, they they went defense with their first pick at number seven? <laughs> I mean, it's the Jags, isn't it? They, they go defense every year. But <laughs> I think it was it was best kept, best player available yeah. at seven. I don't think yeah. many people were expecting Josh Allen to fall to seven. Uh, I I think the Jacksonville Jags had their eyes possibly on TJ uh, in the, in that seventh pick, but Josh Allen fell to them. Best case scenario for the best player available. Um, the one surprise for me for Jacksonville was was Jawan Taylor all right. the way down to yeah, yeah. to the second round, mm. um, and and I think the the biggest surprise was Arizona not taking Jawan Taylor with the first pick. Mm. I kind of nailed down thinking that that was going to be um, you know a, a, considering offensive line as we know is is a, a massive um, need for for the Cardinals to, to pick Jawan Taylor. There was surprising. Um, but yeah, good pick up for them. Um, not a bad draft for the for the Jags. Yeah, Juwan Taylor was was mocked a lot at seven, wasn't it? So to get him in the second round again, we, yeah, mm. was uh, was an interesting yeah. one. Um, moving swiftly on, then pick eight, TJ Hawkinson. What a waste this is, uh, both for fantasy and uh, NFL. Uh, Lions, I think, is obviously just going to want to run the ball, so he obviously helps in that regard as well. And uh, the, if it's if one thing the Detroit Lions know how to do is how to waste a tight end, so um, hopefully we're, in a couple of years TJ, TJ Hawkinson will go. To, we'll follow Eric Ebron over to the Colts and. And have a splash there, but uh, any anything on TJ Hawkinson? Scathing verdict from you there. Scathing. Yeah, I don't think. I, I, I think it was a pretty good pickup. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think he's just going to. I think Patricia obviously he's been at the Patriots. He spent time with Rob Gronkowski. I think he's going to try and use him in the same way. You know, like on tight end, and you think he's you know using him in the run game, like you say. But I think he will catch a lot of passes as well. Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> We shall we shall see. He just gonna get. He's just gonna get wasted. It's just like Baltimore Ravens wide, wide receivers. But um, yeah, move well, on. Yeah, we'll come on to that. Yeah, we'll move on. Uh, pick... is, it, is it too early to have a, a season-long bet yet? <laughs> you can you can have a think about it. We, we're doing fantasy pounding in a couple of weeks, so we'll we'll talk about Hawks and then we can have a think of a think of a bet, and I'll I'll uh, I'll maybe take you up on it. Um, pick nine. Uh, Ed Oliver, great selection here. For, for, I like this from the Bills. I really like their draft, like I said earlier. Ed Oliver, Cody Ford, uh, Devin Singletree, and uh, Dawson Knox are tight end as well. Really like the uh, the Bills. Um, probably one of my most uh, teams I'm look, most looking forward to, to watching in uh, 2019, which is not what uh, anyone outside of Buffalo said for a while. Um, but yeah, that, that race certainly for the AFC East as well, for to, to dethrone the, uh, the Patriots uh, is, is getting interesting with uh, Buffalo and uh, New York Jets, maybe Miami in a couple of years as well. So um, we shall move on. Uh, pick 10, Devin Bush. Uh, surprise, the uh, Steelers trade up this far to go get him. But yeah, I love it because they're, you know, they're quite slow at the linebacker position, aren't they? Lee, I know you're a defensive guy. Did you like the move up there, aggressiveness? Yeah. I did. Uh, obviously, it fills a massive need with a great player. So, you know, if you've got your eye on someone and you're potentially 10 picks away from taking him, you're obviously never going to get him. So, yeah, go and get your guy. Go and give up some some assets, some uh, some picks. And, yeah, like I say, go and get your guy and make your team better. Yeah, obviously, Denver yeah, trading back to... The third to round. Go on. Try Tim, go on. No, no, I was going to say, obviously... I was De- just going to say... <laughs> <laughs> Justin, <laughs> Justin Lane was a really good pick in the third <laughs> 
Yeah, no, he was. Yeah, yeah, he was there. He was a good find there as well. No, I was just going to say that Denver obviously trading back to 20. They weren't obviously interested in, in Devin Bush, uh, who a lot of people mocked them as well. So, um, mm. <clears throat> yeah, that didn't. But they, I think they were obviously wanting Noah, Noah Fant, and obviously they were able to get him at 20. Been interesting to see if Noah Fant went to the Titans the pick before, perhaps. But, um, yeah, didn't work out that way. But, uh, yeah, Devin Bush to the Steelers yeah, should be should be a good pick there. They need. They need Need someone like him in, in that team. Uh, pick eleven, Jonah Williams. I thought this was a, another, another nice pick. Uh, anyone want to talk about Jonah Williams? No, cool. Yeah, go on, Rob. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I was taking the lead on these. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jonah Williams. Uh, yeah, good player. One of my favourite offensive tackles. So uh, yeah, they did well there at eleven. Um, yeah. I'm uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him in the NFL. I think he's going to be uh, quite possibly the the next sort of Quentin Nelson. I think. Yeah, again, another another need for the Bengals to say. Yeah, obviously with Bush off the board, I think they would have uh, they would have gone for him if he'd have fallen. But uh, not a bad silver medal there for the Bengals. Moving to pick twelve, Rashawn Gary was a bit of a surprise this one for me for the for the Packers. I know he's, you you guys enjoyed the the Packers draft, but you know a torn labrum which might need some uh, some some addressing nearer as as time goes on. So it was was a candidate to, to fall quite far actually considering that that injury news that, that came out but uh, Lee the, the Packers at 12 yeah candidate to fall because he's not that good as well but <laughs> no, I'm joking no, yeah it's you know if, if, if they value him differently and you know obviously people they sort of split the spin doesn't he some people are going to be high on him um, he's going to face some competition obviously they brought in a couple of edge rushers during the free agents period so he won't maybe have to perform straight away if he, that injury does sort of niggle to begin with maybe he can sort of be put on the back burner and get himself right but you know high upside guy if they can get what they can out of him and uh, make him a star then fair play it's going to be a bargain at 12th pick mm. yep fair enough okay let's move on Miami pick 13 Christian Wilkins um, obviously this was prior to the to the Rosen trade this was a team that maybe were were earmarked to take a QB obviously that wasn't a QB because uh, Josh Rosen was 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 traded for with uh, number pick 62 obviously which was Andy Isabella as well so um, there's a bit of bit of filling in, in the gaps for you I don't really want to talk about Christian Wilkins too much I'm not really too bothered about him um, anyone want to move move on if we're going to make it quick, good pick, uh, high character guy. Let's let's move on. Mm. Yeah, uh, another a reach at fourteen, perhaps uh, Atlanta Falcons with uh, Lindstrom. Uh, many people didn't really like this this pick and say uh, we we've had our, a few discussions on here already. Um, bit of a bit of a reach, and considering the the the, the Falcons obviously traded back into the first round as well. Again, again we've we're trading over old old eggshells there, so we, we shall move it straight on to pick fifteen. Uh, say perfect scenario for the skins here with Dwayne Haskins. Uh, rumors are trading up, perhaps not not necessarily unfounded, but obviously they didn't uh, want to pay the price to move up and maybe go and get Haskins. Um, but yeah, the reason I, I like the Washington Redskins draft was they, they didn't have to move a muscle, kind of like me at the gym. Mm-hmm. Um, but they still got their, their they got the guy they wanted. Um, but whether you know, even if he doesn't work out, you know, I, I, I suppose the the good thing is that they haven't had to to give up assets to to go and get him for them to him to go and bust at least you know you've picked where you you were originally from so if it didn't work out then you know you haven't you haven't overspent i, I suppose but so what, what do you guys make of, of haskins to the redskins he's not obviously in the most mobile of quarterbacks but um yeah I, I suppose from a washington standpoint they don't really care because they got him where where they were at 15 yeah i i i think that yeah dwayne haskins is, is is not a bad quarterback but i I do question. Tell, tell whether, us what. Tell us how you really feel, uh, Rob. Different... <laughs> <laughs> I 
I wonder if this was a different year, whether Dwayne Haskins would be a first-round pick. That's what I'm thinking. Nope. No. Um, uh, I think that he, all of the, um, all of the quarterbacks in this draft were overinflated because of, because of the, the situation. However, having said that, he's definitely, for me, he was the second best quarterback in the draft, and the Washington Redskins clearly have, um, you know, quarterback was one of their biggest needs and and they addressed it so it'll be interesting to see how that develops for me the the, the best pick was montez sweat down at 126 uh, which you traded for with with us for the colts um when that pick was coming up i was hoping that the colts would be drafting montez sweat and then we traded it in the end uh, i actually think we got a pretty good deal out of it um and didn't end up having a first round pick at all. Mm. Uh, but yeah, Montez Sweat for me was, was a really good pick at 126. Mm. Yeah, just want to clarify, it's pick 26 in the first round, not pick 126. I didn't, it didn't fall that far. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so, sorry, I'm so used to saying 126 yeah. in fantasy terms. Yeah, yeah. no, it's 26 overall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fine. And then we ran, ran it off pick 16 um, with uh, Brian Burns. Lee, uh, I'm surprised he fell this far. Definitely, yeah. Uh, could be the biggest bargain of the first round. Um, yeah, Brian Burns is going to be a good fit in Carolina. He's um, going to get some production, I think. I think he's going to be a good player in the NFL for a long time. And uh, yeah, like I say, could be the best pick of the first round when we'll look back on it in a couple of years' time. Yeah, yeah. And to say, uh, interesting pick in, in round three with with Will Greer, is, Will Greer um, from West Virginia. <laughs> My mouth is awful today, isn't it? Um, maybe just too excited, too excited. It's all that Game of Thrones. Um, but yeah, pick one hundred, Will Greer. Um, yeah, I know. I know. Obviously, Cam Newton's not the uh, most durable of quarterbacks, but uh, quite a lot of people hated on 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 the pick. I, I really like Will Greer. Maybe still a bit of a reach, maybe in the third. But when you've got Daniel Jones going number six overall, I'm surprised Will Greer didn't go number seven. To be quite honest, but um, yeah, didn't <laughs> didn't didn't mind um, think, that too much. I think for me, I think Will Greer went in exactly where he should have. I think it's where I had him, but I think I had him number one hundred on my top one hundred. So. Yeah, quick math. I can't remember, but uh, it's about pick one hundred, isn't it? Yeah. End of the third round in compensatory. So yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, what does it say about Cam Newton's shoulders though? If they weren't take a third round quarterback, I don't know. Yeah, interesting. Interesting to see what, what how, how how it kind of plays out. But yeah, no, I don't, I don't mind a bit of Will Greer. Um, deep dive, maybe. I'm, I'm not sure he'll see the he'll see the field any to, any time soon. But um, I think a, pure, a really capable backup. If if say if Cam Newton goes down, maybe that's why they selected him in the third round. I don't know. But they could have just waited maybe till next year. But like you say, Lee, um, injury concerns. Maybe maybe they're not giving off too many vibes that and they, they're actually really concerned about about Cam Newton. So uh, we shall see. That's gonna do. That's gonna do that for this segment. Good yardage there on second down. Uh, again, next week we'll go through pick seventeen to thirty-two and uh, wrap up the, uh, the the draft if if you like and do our draft coverage. But so for now, third down is question time. Yes, full 10 questions time here on the Full 10 Yards podcast. And we welcome back Rich King, who will be on the on the podcast in, in, in a few weeks to talk about the fantasy impact of the uh, the draft that has just happened. But Rich, did, did you enjoy the draft? Did you stay up for it at all? I stayed up for uh, the second day. I didn't stay up for the first day because I'd work the next day. But yeah, that was... <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, I, I thought it was a bit shocking that Murray went number one and 
the cards hadn't traded away in Rosen yet, but uh, I guess we'll talk about the draft in more detail <laughs> in a couple of weeks' time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, you you weren't the only one that was shocked that Kyler Murray went number one overall, but. Uh... Yeah, in, in keeping with the theme of the, of the podcast, but yeah, you've, you also you, you've been obviously very hard at work at Roto Ball, haven't you? Re, re, uh, writing some articles uh, on on some players. Do you maybe just want to give the, the the listeners a reminder of where they can find you and what you what you what you've been writing about recently? Yeah, yeah so you can find all my work at rotoballer.com or you can if you go via my Twitter, which is richkingfs. Then I've got a link to all of my uh, articles on there. Yes. Um, it's been mainly been looking at dynasty values for some players. Yep. So uh, I looked at Quincy Inouye, Marvin Jones, um, Royce Freeman just went up today. Uh, and yeah, just a couple of other players. If there's if there's a player that's out there that people want me to particularly have a look at, then I'm more happy mm. to have a look. Yeah. Yeah, love it. And say so we'll get your thoughts maybe in a couple of weeks of, of some impact on some wide receiver calls or running back rooms. But... The purposes for this segment is, of course, the full ten questions, and uh, Adam still sets the Adam Wolford still sets the uh, the bar at seven questions out of ten in one minute forty two. What's the? Are you feeling confident? I'm feeling nervous, to be honest. I'll be honest. With you. Like I always feel really under pressure with any type of quiz, but. <laughs> Let's give it a go. Let's see what happens. Yeah, I say one minute forty-two as well. Not uh, not too shabby, but yeah, seven seven out of ten. One minute forty-two is the time to beat. So I'll, I'll count you in, Rich, and uh, we'll we'll get going. So in three, two, one. Question one: Where do the Los Angeles Chargers play their NFL home games? Uh, LA. <laughs> Next. Uh, question two: Who is the head coach of the Carolina Panthers? Uh, Ron. Question three: What number does Amari Cooper wear? Uh, uh, Eleven? No, ten? No, nineteen? Question. Question four: Which player was drafted by the Washington Redskins in the first round of the twenty eighteen draft? Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen last year. Um, Pass. No idea. Okay, question, oh, question. That's right. Question five: How many yards does a twelve-man in the huddle on offense penalty incur? Uh, five. No, five. Ten. Five. 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 <laughs> right. Question six: Except for New England, name any team that former wide receiver Wes Welker has, has played for. Denver Broncos. Question seven: Name any team in the NFC North that last contested in the Super Bowl. That's one for you there. Uh, Green Bay Packers. <laughs> Homer. Um, question eight. Which player had the most receiving yards in 2018? Uh, receiving yards was Tyreek Hill. No. Tyreek Hill. That's okay. what I'm going for. Question nine. Which team in NFC, NFC East has a bird in its logo? NFC East. Uh, Arizona Cardinals. Okay, and finally, question 10. How many career receiving yards did tight end Tony Gonzalez have within 1,500? Uh, <laughs> um, 33,000. 33,000. Okay, stop the clock. How do you think you did? I did awful. Yeah. <laughs> NFC East, I'm, can't, I'm not even in the NFC East. No, you've had a, you've had a shocker there, I'm not going to lie. That was awful. Yeah. That, you've I've had, had a... an absolute mess. <laughs> I was... I was I was panicked. I was just like third logo, Cardinals. Third Cardinals. Um, that's, that's where 
that's where my head went. But no, that's awful. Never it's mind. Philadelphia Eagles. It, it is, but I can't give you it. But uh, we'll, we'll go back to the start. Question one: uh, Los Angeles Chargers do play in LA, but I, um, unfortunately, I need to need a bit more, a uh, bit more exactness. I, I, I thought, yeah, I thought you might because you're not just going to say, yeah, LA is acceptable after telling <laughs> me it was LA Chargers. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were we were looking for a StubHub centre there. I'm afraid um, Carolina Panthers okay. is uh, Ron Rivera. That's fine. We'll give you Amari Cooper number 19. We're we're feeling very generous this side okay. this side of the, the microphone. Uh, question four: Washington Redskins drafted Deron Payne uh, in the first round last year. No, not not one that necessarily anyone's going to remember. Uh, question five: How many yards in the 12 minute in the huddle is five yards? We'll keep, that's fine as well. Uh, Denver is a, a team that Wes Welker has played for. You could have also had San Diego, who was drafted by but didn't play for, St. Louis and Miami. Uh, question seven, uh, Green Bay, of course, uh, NFC North, last contestant in the Super Bowl. Easy one there, really, for you. Um, it was Julio Jones, most receiving yards yeah. in 2018. Um, yeah. Question nine, Philadelphia Eagles, like you say, but uh, you, unfortunately it wasn't the Arizona Cardinals. There's not been a revamp, to my knowledge, over the last 24 hours. <laughs> and uh, Tony Gonzalez uh, total receiving yards 15,127 so uh, if you had a half you'd have been about. yeah that was pretty awful that was pretty awful showing that was, well, it wasn't too bad if you if you would have got um, Philadelphia Eagles right and maybe the StubHub Centre as well you would have got you would have got 7 out of 10 but it's, uh, you did it in 2 minutes flat as well so uh, not, 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 not the worst in the world I'm going to have to come back on and do this again <laughs> Well, no, this is it. Uh, we're, we're, we're just to say we're trying to get rid of, uh, we're trying to crown a winner from from last season. So we'll get through the eight of you, and then we'll we'll restart again, and no doubt we'll we'll have you on. But we'll we'll speak to you in a couple of weeks, no doubt, and we can reminisce on your Arizona Cardinals in the NFC East. <laughs> Sounds good to me. <laughs> right, Rich. Uh, I know I know you're driving in traffic, so don't. Um, hopefully, you, don't, you haven't bumped into anyone after the uh, after that performance. But uh, yeah, to get get out of Maidenhead, and we'll, we'll speak to you soon. All right. Cool. Cheers. Down. Okay, six out of ten there on the quiz. Uh, Rich will be kicking himself. I'm not quite sure how, where, where he, what state of mind he got into with the Arizona Cardinals being the NFC East, but that's what happens when you are under pressure. Um, again, we'll have someone back next week to see if they can. Adam Wolford still, still at the top. Seven questions out of ten. One minute forty-two. So uh, can he stay there? We'll, we'll have to find out uh, next week. So fourth down, uh, just thought it'd be a good idea again just to kind of give it a lay of the land, what's coming up on the full 10 yards over the next couple of weeks and months. Uh, but first of all, it's time to redraw the winner for the uh, My Touchdown Box gift box because uh, it still hasn't been claimed. So shame on shame on the other two guys that have not claimed that. Um, but I, I suppose in a way I'm kind of happy because if you don't listen to the podcast, you don't deserve to win a prize. So um, yeah, shame on you, but yeah. There you go. Um, so yep, yeah, drew another number. What was it number 17, Lee, wasn't it? I think off the top of my head. 17 or four, 14. Oh, 14, 14, that was it. Yeah, and the, and the new winner is at Peckham86. Um, so you have you have one week to claim your prize, or we would we draw again. Maybe we'll uh, keep doing it until Christmas, maybe, I don't know. 
Um, who, <laughs> uh, who knows? But so yeah, just before we sign off, just to give you you listeners out there, uh, and thank you for tuning in. By the way, we don't really say that enough. But so yeah, thank you all very much from the bottom of my heart to, for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Um, yeah, but just to let you know on podcast next week. Obviously, we're going to do pick seventeen to thirty-two. Uh, week after, we're going to have uh, Rich King on again to to look at the fantasy impact uh, of the NFL draft over the weekend. Looking at maybe some places, some wide receiver cores or running back depth charts that uh, have been affected, or maybe why you, Joe Flacco is doomed. Um, <laughs> and then towards the end of May, we have a very special guest on as well. Uh, won't be disclosing who that is because um, you know these things still might, might not happen. But uh, hopefully, uh, we'll have a very special guest on towards the end of the month. And also look out for uh, we, we're having um, we're going to be speaking to a guy who's embarking on. Uh, I think it's fair to say, guys, every UK NFL NFL fan's dream, isn't it? Um, where he's he's looking to to visit every NFL stadium and watch a game in any, every NFL stadium in uh, 82 days uh, next season in the in the uh, in the NFL. I, I'd I'd love to do that. It's insane, amazing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely amazing. Yeah, so yeah, we, we'll be talking to. To him and getting getting the lowdown of obviously why he's doing it, how he's funding it, how much it costs, you know, all it all, what he's looking forward to and all that kind of stuff as well. So keep your eyes peeled for that one. That's a bit of a bonus podcast there for you as well. Uh, in terms of articles, Lee, we're gonna st- we're g- gonna embark on another journey, aren't we? On uh, another another kind of a big <laughs> big series, if you like. It's called Pick That Apart, and we just say like today's podcast and next week's. We're just gonna do an article on every pick and and just the impact and you know whether it is a reach and and just kind of give you the, the lowdown just so it's in written form, really. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just give us a sort of a yeah different medium. Um, I know everyone um, you know doesn't listen to the podcast, but if they can get to the website, they can still see our thoughts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then so after once that's done as well, we'll probably do an off season uh, examination, if you like, of all the teams, maybe who's had the best off seasons and why, uh, just to kind of keep, mm. keep keep the summer months rolling. It's, it's going to be a long it's going to be a long summer now, isn't it? Until uh, until draft season comes back around for fantasy football. Um, what we've we got three three or four months now, so. Um, yeah, plenty of plenty of things to to keep on going. Now on social media, we're going to be uh, we did the Arizona Cardinals throwback jersey, and so, so in the next couple of days, in the next week or so, we're going to be continuing that. Atlanta Falcons uh, and the Baltimore Ravens uh, will be up next. So any jerseys particularly that you like of those teams, send them over to us at Full Ten Yards on Twitter or Instagram, and we will include them in the vote. Um, but I think, gents, that's going to wrap us up for the podcast. That was a, that was a, a good recap for one to sixteen. Yeah, it was good. Oh, we forgot to mention we're going to actually do the uni bracket as well, which which kind of came and went, and yeah, yeah, we never yeah, really yeah. did it. Yeah, no, I'm still going to do it. Yeah, Atlanta and Atlanta and Baltimore are up next, so um, yeah, yeah, no, we did that. Yeah, we uh, kind of got we got lost in the uh, in the quicksand of the draft, didn't we? So uh, we'll yeah, we'll uh, we'll get back on the on 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 the train, and Atlanta and Baltimore will be uh, the next jerseys uh, to be to be decided there for the uni bracket. So yeah, looking forward to, to doing that over the summer as well. Bit of fun. Everyone loves a uniform, especially Yuli. Absolutely, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Uniforms and numbers, uh, apart from the draft, or over, over a little geekery. Yeah, absolutely. Powder um, blue. Are you sure? Come on, it's the Powder best. Blue. I mean, come you know, blue. questionable first, second with the colour <laughs> rush. Yeah. <Come> <laughs> this is from a Colts one. Mm. On record, <laughs> four in jersey also. <laughs> um, yeah, and also I, th- I think Rob as well. You said um, that you, you, you're quite happy to provide some some fantasy football rankings for us as well over the uh, over May, the, towards the end of May and you know for the for the fantasy football season as well. Everyone, everyone, everyone loves our rankings, don't they? Yeah, well, it's it's that time of year where the draft's now over, so for 
four months wait where uh, yeah the enthusiasm starts to build uh, sort of june when the otas happen so so yeah in in may i'll do first my my 1.01 if you want uh of of rankings for fantasy football going forward so so keep your eyes peeled i'll let everyone know when that is out yes it'll be on it'll be on your your page of the website uh, along with all our other posts as well and i, I think that's pretty much going to wrap us up for the podcast again thank you all very much for, for listening congratulations i'll go breaking news breaking news you better be good um you can tell that obviously that made my dynasty pick and then I've got breaking news. You can tell I'm multitasked while we've got on the podcast, can't you? <laughs> uh, so the muscle the muscle hamster is back in the league. Oh, okay. wait, can we guess? Can we guess the team? Ah, uh, I was with Oakland. I thought it was... <laughs> sorry, I just ruined it. Sorry. I didn't know he'd have given you the opportunity. Yeah, I yeah. Didn't know he'd gone. Yeah, he's contract was only one year. I'm so sorry, I'm not I'm not surprised by this. It's not really big. No, Lee, you've, you've ruined the podcast, Lee. <laughs> what did you do earlier? Well, I like scream in my head off. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best moment ever. <laughs> that is, yeah, no, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Maybe maybe we'll have more surprises in store for you next, next week on the, on the podcast, but uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's, that's going to wrap us up quite nicely then. I uh, say once again, thank you all for... Any more breaking news, Lee? Any more breaking news? No, no, no I'm, okay. I'm good. Cool, I'm good. cool. Um, yeah, we'll be back again uh, later on in the week with the uh, with the bonus podcast there uh, with the, the NFL uh, UK lit dream to be uh, to, to be all explained. So keep your eyes peeled for that. But we'll be back next Wednesday. We're going to go through picks 17 to 32 of the first round of the NFL draft and obviously all the teams involved with that as well. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us at Twitter, it's uh, Rob can be found at FFBritballer. Lee can be found at um, I Got Scared. No, sorry, at Wakefield90. <laughs> <laughs> and myself is Tim underscore Monk85. Thanks for all joining us. Uh, so in the meantime, we'll speak to you next Wednesday. It's goodbye from Rob. Goodbye. Goodbye from Lee. Yeah, see you on the other side of him. And goodbye from me. Thanks for listening, guys. Speak to you next week. In the great words of Kevin Cadle, it's a bye-bye for now. A bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Full 10 Yards Podcast. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter at Full 10 Yards. Or email the show, full10yards at gmail.com.